February 29, 2020. It's a Watt from Pedro's show. Thank you. 
Scott from Pedro Show. Happy Leap Day. This only happens uh, every four years and 20 years ago this day. I had a surgery that saved my life. So I don't have to go through the shit every four years. This is going to be the uh, fifth one now. Yeah, illness. You can look on the Hoot page. I talk about it a little. But the main thing is I, well, I lived. I was only fucking 42 years old. A lot of work to do still. And I did get my second opera out of it, second man's middle state. So it wasn't all for <coughs> total nightmare, but it it was tough. Uh, I'm here in my pad, Pedro, but not man alone because... Thanks to those incredible engineers in Estonia with their Skype software. All the way from <laughs> Bakersfield, I got Brian Matthew from Ghost Dance. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. It's good to be here, man. How you doing? Yeah, well, now I met you. I think it's going on two months now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two months. December 14th. Yeah, so it's over two months. Uh, MSSV played in Bakersfield which was my guy I hadn't played Bakersfield in so long. I got to make that more regular. It's bullshit. Dude, yeah, please. D. Boone yeah. lived there as a boy. His pop ended up spending the rest of his life there. And, you know, so I make a lot of visits to his pop. And uh, But I got to make visits there now these days to play gigs. And this gig in particular was with the band... Well, it was with a couple of bands, uh, but I got talking with the guys in Ghost Dance. So who who wants to go first with this? I want to go through your journeys through music. Uh, yeah, right here, Brian. Uh, Brian, what's your earliest musical recollection? My cousin always tells me I was super into a uh, Green Day Dookie album, like uh, before I can even like remember, like. But he just said I always wanted to listen to that. Uh. What about in the pad? Were your parents or brothers, sisters uh, into music? Was there instruments? Uh, they, they, we had a piano in the house, and I took piano lessons. Oh, really? Um, and when did you take piano lessons? How old were you? Uh, I was about, I want to say seven or eight. How long did you do it? Uh, maybe about like a year, but I was more interested in kind of like just hanging out with my friends and stuff at the time, so I wasn't super into it. What about school? Were you in the band? Were you in the choir, the marching band, shit like that? Uh, actually, uh, I decided like I like at one point because I, I mainly play guitar mostly. Like I start and uh, but I I was like I really want to try jazz piano, so I actually uh, went to BC uh, Bakersfield College and uh, joined the jazz ensemble and did music classes there, um, and worked with Chris Tyner and uh, Chris Tyner like kind of really opened my eyes to like the possibilities like of where i can take music you know is he related to mccoy <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe i don't know <laughs> uh, he's the only one left of the quartet you know mccoy tyner incredible piano man yeah uh, yeah for I, sure for uh, sure yeah. Brian, i was talking more about grade school and junior high and high school no like honestly i i kind of stayed away okay. from it because like that's okay, because I asked because a lot of schools have cut their music programs. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm just curious, you know, I think, to me, I think schools should have music, or, or, or all kinds of art programs, you know. 
And some people think that's kind of like, yeah, you don't really need that shit. So they've cut the programs. For example, a flea started his uh, Silver Lake Music Conservatory because when he went back to Fairfax High, where he went, they had they had eliminated the program. Yeah. So that's why I ask. I'm just curious. You know, everybody's Actually, got a different path through music, and I have yet to really find anybody with the identical paths, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of things, so that's why I ask these kind of questions. What was the first record you bought? Was it Dookie by Green Day? No, I, actually, I want to say uh, it was like a band called Newfound Glory or the like the Ataris. Like, I was really into that like pop punk thing for a while. Like, that's the first one I remember like yeah, but, buying. Uh, the... Dookie, Green Day is not pop punk? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that is, but, like, I just don't remember, like... I'm just guessing. I wasn't there, Brian, so you got to tell me. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't, I don't remember, like, listening to that. That's okay. What about the first gig you went to? The first gig I went to... Echo in here. Let me think. Actually, Zach, you can have to think about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no wrong answer, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just trying to remember, like, yeah, who it was. Yeah, you can't. That's cool. Uh, you know what I want to play here? Uh, jazz Punk Kill My Parents.
Bubbling hopes of cloud-like lightness are the newborn's dream. Caressed with pastel comfort offers an odyssey of confidence and will. While at first the farthest horizons rush forward to kiss and clean, nourishing with surety and smartly loved, a heart thereby instills. Then, in authenticity streams like embalming cream from step one. Up to the last falter, encasing from face to heel displacement seams. Encoded are the sweet nothings and bird chirps, wind born for fun, drilling insidiously through puffing suns aglow with nauseating steam. As wobbly stretches of illusion shimmer before every eye into slivers of breaking points with nary a dull face surprised while watching aliens and avatars sell beautiful stories of well-oiled skies, yet still sleeping in the planter box are remnants of science in disguise. Wriggling, dire propaganda seeds grow without water nor air. Warring for gray matter, crenellations who cannot engage in time, while one, two, three locking binary controls slip without gears or care. Onto a math that does not add up until thoughts become the crime. Godly speech on the wind falls out of tune, into ones and zeros. Numbers on the wing boasting half-truths, and to burn it all out. That's when cheap whores weaponizing the web and throes of slavish abandon, pens inking their holes with rubberized snouts. Towers twine twixt power versus truth, vying their message out to sleuths, voicing horned, hairy hate through rotting flowers of thorned guilt, gilled by guilt, where no shame for the blame bashing stars into dust under shoddy shoes, rather tainted rewards coined from a post-use of milk blithely spilt. Litters of clit glitter, pinked by the sheer notion of hearing hats speak, in motion like oceans not yet seasick enough to heave within the hive, loving instead to covet inside each new implant yet to be tweaked. 
Oh, kitty's got claws, but no paws for the cause. Outside, wherever we thrive. Hang on, motherfucker, or else you'll lose the love of your life.
Are you calling me a watch? Did you spill my pint? Oh, shit the bed, can I? Not have someone... Can't have someone over here to That's not exactly what I meant. Someone who isn't super... Are you calling me a watch? Because I'm not well, a great I mean, timekeeper. Superfluous to my requirements. We are all brown ale. Is there any donkeys? I'll tell you what, it's 2100 hours. Little lambs. And sheep's been that time before, it's going to be it again. Where's the, where's the bar tonight? Thanks, I can't just think It's not just any old stripper. You're going to say something about her. But only next week when I'm invited round, you're going to say something. Take me a posse, James. Call my car Don't cause any fuzzy business. Take them in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. COC. That's not what I intended. There's others. That's not my future. You're not marking my words. Oh, then we're well, next word. week. You're a teacher. It'll be all over. And it's all over. She can't come in yet. Can you not hear me? She can't come in yet. Listen, when I'm talking it's to you. It's all over. It's all mm. over. Mm. No. It's all over. Fridays only. Next time, maybe. Closing contagious wounds Stagger right along soon Some tissue size my karma
Make up tutorial. See what happens next. Wake up tutorial. Wait. Just send a text. Lip gloss, yoga pants, and puppies. Learn how to get slim fast. Hello world, blow out. Hashtag YOLO. Life's a blast. Life's a blast. Life's a blast. Life's a blast. Blocks, push baby names a free healing class. Red or blue bell bucket list results. Have the last laugh. Lick wash yoga bands and puppies. Learn how to get slim fast. Hello, 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 bow. Hashtag YOLO. Life's a blast, life's a blast. Life's a blast, life's a blast. Dopamine and serotonin, oxytocin too. All behind the bars in the feel good factor zoo. Dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin too Log it on for likes, but there's better things to do Got to leave the feel-good factor zoo You've got to leave the zoo
love is useless, I should spend my time doing art. You love me if I was a child, you love me if I was a child. So do you have a message to the people of Oxford? Cause the rivers just get more and more polluted. No way! Ghost Dance, and then Breaking All the Hall of Mirrors by Chris Skoger out of Austin there. Light from Tokyo with Blizzard, Bilge Pump out of Leeds, Malcolm, Trots the Ice Cat pick out from so- uh, SoCal here, uh, Karma Suture. They, they, I think first mu- new music in like 20 years for those guys. Wet Cigarette out of Canada with Sweden. Uh, lip gloss, yoga pants, and puppies by Panther Paw. That's Brighton, England. Midwife with SWIM. Acronym. And I can't remember where they're from. Shit. But I know Lucy Lee's from England and uh, finally River. Well, how did you get into guitar, Brian? Honestly, like, like just like listening to um, like Newfound Glory and all those bands, like, like it's funny because when I listen to those bands now, I don't like them, but like they're the reason I kind of got into wanting to play. But what really got me like super inspired is the first time I heard Machine Gun by uh, Hendrix. Like well, that was like the of, first time I've ever heard like the electric guitar played like that. Band of Gypsies. Yes, yeah, like such an incredible performance. You know, what, you know about that oh. album. That album is the first gig they did, the second set of the first gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of balls out, right? No, for sure. And, like, that's, okay, like, so I've always just wanted to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. You probably didn't know that when you heard it. I didn't know it for many years, you know, because it's pretty bitching, Buddy and Billy. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so what was the first uh, guitar you got, and when did you get it, and how? Uh, the first one I got would be like a cheap acoustic from, I lived in Merced. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Merced. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. It's called, it was called Ingram's music and they had these like, you know, I just wanted to play guitar and luckily my parents like supported that and they bought me a cheap acoustic. But I remember my first electric was a Samick. Now, when they got you that acoustic, was it a dealio like, if we get you this guitar, you got to take lessons? Uh, no, really, it okay. wasn't. I was I, actually I, that's more... That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. 
Yeah, I was actually the one that wanted to do it all myself, and like they just were super supportive and kind of just let me do my thing. Did you do lessons? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, great I don't know. You have to tell me, man. Was yeah, there. yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I did it with uh, a guy named Perry. Uh, I, I've actually been trying to find him, but uh, anyway, yeah, like he just really inspired me and taught me about playing lead and like uh, all these different techniques and everything, and showed me a bunch of different music. That's great. I mean, teachers are incredible influences on us, of course. And uh, sometimes not so positive, but it sounds like Perry did good for you. Oh, yeah, man. He's, I, I wish I could find him again just like to just think. You know? What was the first gig you played? Uh, first gig would be at my high school uh, in Atwater called Buhat Colony. Like my friend uh, and I, we had a band called Budistava, and we did like a thing at like one of the rallies or something like that. Okay. Was it good? Was it scary? <laughs> it was pretty scary, man. You know, like getting in front of the whole sure, school like that. I know. Still scary <laughs> for fucking me. Yeah. And I was in the basement of that uh, pizza pad with you. Still scary, all these years. <laughs> right? So, well, some dudes ain't scared, so that's why I ask. But that's great. Yeah, You, you got through it, though. And yeah, right, yeah. And you kept for on sure. keeping on. Okay, it didn't, like, freak you out. Like, I ain't doing this shit anymore. No, let, let, yeah, let's, I let's got like Matthew positive feedback. Let's get I'm Matthew sorry? on board. Matthew. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> what was your, your earliest? Sorry, you're, cut, you're cutting out there. What, what would you say? Yeah, well, you give me a chance to talk, and I'll ask you. Go what ahead. is your earliest musical memory? I'd say, um,. My mom and my uh, stepdad at the time actually gave me a mixtape of anything from the Godzilla score to freaking uh, Michael Jackson to, like, some wacky tunes from different things. And then, like, uh, the the Bad Boys score and then, like, uh, Beverly Hill cop score and different things like that and that's kind of like where i started to like actually listen to music i mean they gave me four cds of over like 80 different songs from so many different genres ranging from like the 60s through 90s are these cds and, that they made themselves because you said yes. mixtapes so i'm thinking cassettes no actually they're they're cds they made themselves so like i think from like my seventh or eighth Christmas or something, they give me they gave me a CD player with four CDs, and they just said, "Let's just go nuts." And so I I listened to those. It was like an old CD player Walkman. Well, old for you. Yeah, well, old for me. <laughs> I didn't get a CD player until fuck. They might have been the early nineties. I didn't get yeah. one for a long time. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, in the pad, was there instruments? I asked Brian this. So did you grow up with something to play? Because you got into drums. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, my uh, my dad is a drummer already, and I, I've oh, been singing. Okay. Runs in the family. Yeah, so my, my dad is a drummer. My, my, my brother's been playing guitar and drums for a long time. So instruments was kind of always... Uh, around the house, but my dad bought me my first um, drum kit and a guitar for $360, a five-piece kit with cymbals and everything um, across the street from where we lived, because um, I grew up in Visalia, 
and uh, he he just gave it to me and he just put it in a room and he's just like, go ahead and play. And I wanted to play guitar like Green Day at the time. I thought I would be able to play like Billy Joel Armstrong, but then I realized guitar made my fingers hurt, so I immediately went to drums. And let me, I let, just... Let me ask you, before you got this drum set and this guitar, was there a drum set in the pad? Yeah, my dad my dad had his drum set, but I I didn't really yeah, want to learn it. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Did you ever get on that drum set and play it yourself? I I did a little bit, but I didn't really want to learn it. I I was just more interested so on, he, in other stuff at the time. So did he have like a a practice room? No, my dad just uh set up in the living room because he had his own <laughs> band that came in. So they would practice in your living. So you grew up with a band practicing at your pad. Pretty much, yeah. My dad practiced with multiple different people, had people come in and out. He would go over to their house. I would go over to their house and listen to their music. I, I mean, he played anything from blues to jazz, and I loved it all. I loved hearing the music. I just I wasn't interested in it at the time. So You liked it, but you weren't interested in it. I liked it, but I didn't. I wasn't interested in playing it yet. So. The drums. Yeah, the drums. Okay. Yeah. So what made you get on the drums? Um. Yeah. So my dad bought your me fingers the kit because your fingers hurt. From yeah, because my fingers hurt. And uh, so holding my... the sticks because a lot of my drummer friends they end up getting big ass blisters on their fingers. You know, I started to get blisters after I played for a while, but at the beginning it didn't hurt as much as guitar, so I figured yeah, that would Yeah, guitar's got the little wires, right? So, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Because I got friends like Bob Lee, he's got to play with fucking gloves. Romo played with gloves on. Oh, really? Yeah, some, yeah. I think it's like if you get sweat or moisture in there and the stick starts moving around, it starts like kind of making blisters and shit. Yeah, that's happened to me before. Yeah. What, what what kind of grip do you use? Traditional or match? I'm definitely match, but I'm I'm learning I'm learning from uh I'm learning jazz in school right now and they're challenging me to do the uh traditional, so I'm I'm you trying to I'm trying to challenge myself. You know yeah. that came from field drum. It doesn't come from trap kit. Yeah, it's where these guys wore drum yeah, they're part of military and marching and shit. Really? Yeah, because if you if you huh. think about it, the drum is sitting on the side there uh, around your uh, shoulder on a strap, and that's why you get the one hand holding the stick that trip you way. Ah, uh, I see. That makes yeah. sense. That's more why bounce drum. Stuff. It's more. It's more like for a trap kit with drums sitting right in front of you. So, yeah, uh, okay. Let me ask you about music. What was the first record you bought yourself? Like I asked Brian. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually the first record I ever bought myself was um two records of a band called the Naked Brothers Band back in, like, elementary school. And I, I was so in love with them. And I, I, I still sometimes listen to their music. I never heard of them. Yeah, they were, they were, they were big on... They, 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 um, like, Nat and Alex Wolf were the two people, main people that were in the band. And they're actors now. They've done Hollywood movies. But um, at the wow. time... A, um, they just had studio musicians just play with them, and they made some really cool music. Like a lot of their music was like, like a mixture between like soft rock and funk and different things. And I just I really liked it as a kid. So. And what was the first gig you saw? 
first gig I saw, I had to think about that, but I'd say the first gig I saw was actually Willie Nelson. And I, I, my mom took me, and I remember I went to go see Willie Nelson, and I liked the show, but the drummer was really odd. Like, the drummer, like, didn't, didn't play on time, and it was kind of messing the band up, and so I was trying to... I, I was being a little confused about it because I was like, what the hell? Like, I, I, I play drums. I, I, I feel like I could do this, but, but it was cool because, like, how the guy old, is a how legend. How old were you at the time? Oh, geez, I was uh, 15, 16, something like that. Okay. So you knew you were a better drummer than Willie Nelson's drum. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to play for the years. Let me tell you. Larry, you know, the guy I did the last two years of Stooges with, he said the same thing when he saw Egg in the 90s. So really? Look, I wouldn't shit So he put his drum set in a station wagon, start fucking following him around, gig to gig. Like, I can be your new drummer. And he ended <laughs> up being that. It took a little while, and he almost got the shit beat out of him by the helper man, Joss, but he ended up doing most of the 90s Ig solo stuff. And it was came from him not being satisfied seeing a drummer. So it's, wow. it's not such a crazy story. It's okay. What, 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 do, what, what do we call that? We call that critical thinking. It's okay. Yeah. You know, and especially if it's not all talk that if you want to and you went and learned some drums, got together with Brian. And, and so that's a beautiful thing. It's it's not just, you know, snarking on somebody from it's like actually having a, yeah, a critical view. And look, I'll try my part, see if I can do better. You know, not just total negativity, but also bring yeah. some positive. So much respect to you. Uh, for doing that. We're at the end of the first hour here, February 29, 2020, edition Watt Pedro Show, special guest, Ghost Dance. Hold tight for hour two. You had time to think. February 29, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Keep me on the right street. Love is the frequency. Satellite radio. Spiritually in tune up, and I can see your halo. These bars was written by Jehovah, the Holy Ghost writes. So lyrically, I'm Christ. Pay homage to the hip hop Muhammad. Let him know what time it is. Guys, watch his TikTok and the last hour. We call it Revelations. When the dead resurrects, mental elevation. One love, one God, one nature. Mail man, I deliver you the salvation. Special delivery, special Sunday delivery of the misery. Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, verse 1. Oh, Jesus. Yelling, I love Akbar, black slide, Jack Black, Jack Black. I'll be working overtime. The lesson 
dangerous Here to free your mind Allah Wack, Wack, the Black Jack, Black Jack, Universal, Sun, Moon, and Stars I mastered my degrees, took my time with this I'm not a rap artist, I'm a scientist I'm similar to a minister, but I be saying rhymes, so please pay your time. The messenger and the circuit, the teacher yet the student still learning. Mm-hmm. The guy to rap, nothing spooky. Now watch me make sanctify women out of groupies. I give the closed-minded room keys to the house of God inside of my corner. Life is a thought and it's manifestation, so don't mistake imagination as imagination. One love, one God, one nation. The mailman, I deliver you the salvation. kitchen it escaped me I didn't have time to find it and without you there had nothing to say walking so fast towards something I forgot to run away from all the rest whichever way they take me well I would rather last with you inside myself There's a thread in this three-piece suit And it is loosened by the thought of these surroundings And everywhere I wear it It records the distance from the one I'm missing And I have trained it not to listen To the clock that ticks away with my arrival And I've ordered yet another It should be ready for wearing yesterday Walking so fast towards something I forgot to run away from all the rest Whichever way they take me Well, I would rather last with you inside my steps So walk on now
inside my chest Anticipate your lips like hair before the light And it warms my blood so constantly I hear you call me constantly And my lips they radiate your heat And when they sing I hear you speak inside me All the distance seems to fade away Walking so fast towards something I forgot to run away from all the rain Whichever way they take me Well, I would rather last with you inside my stay I'm talking so automatic I can't seem to figure out why I keep speaking Whenever a silence follows But I will follow show start off the second hour with uh, ghost dance of course doing three lefts to make a right uh dan jones and squids out of kansas city with my favorite lounge the healers out of illinois here uh, indiana 
hospital. Guy J. Wright, uh, writes out of here with the mailman, Andre Vita. He's living in Berlin these days in my steps. Steps. <laughs> That's a tricky name. And finally, Mario DeSandro exit. He just moved to SoCal here. I saw him at the Sardine last week. Uh, people, we didn't finish up with Matthew. We got to uh, learn about his first gig. Tell us about the first gig. Yeah, so um, I played with this. Uh, I played with my band, uh, my first band ever, uh, called Heavy Vinyl. Uh, it was me and this other guy um, playing on a guitar. And uh, we were like a rock and roll duo, like garage rock. Like We, we were very inspired by Black Keys and White Stripes and different things like that. And we played our first gig. Um, You're trying at, to tell uh, me that you had no bass player. We didn't have any bass player. Which is I'm the sorry. same thing. <laughs> Same thing Ghost with dance, that. yeah. It's okay. No, okay. You know, I, I got kind of a position on that, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, right. you know what I'm thinking. So, um, you know, what I'm thinking. Play... Here, let me let me tell you. It's just very simple. Okay. I know there's more room in the van, but then I'm thinking that poor lonely kick drum. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Yeah, that, uh, yep. Anyway, so, Tell me about um, the gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, we played, uh, we played at this place called Pyrenees, and actually, um, Brian and his band at the time, Gadfly, actually, um, played there first, and we went to go see them, and we loved them. We loved that venue, we loved them, their music and everything, so. Did you know him yet? You only knew him as a, as a music guy, right? I'm sorry? Did you know Brian yet, or you just knew him? We actually, we already had met. I've, I've, oh, I've okay. met him okay. a little while now, and so, um, but yeah, um, so we actually, we, we played the show at Pyrenees, and I remember my, my bandmate at the time, he was so nervous, and I was so ready. It was like a combination between his nervousness, and I was like, we'd been practicing our music for over two years at this point. This wow. was our first gig. I was okay. ready. I was ready to rock and roll. He was yeah. super nervous, but we played the show and we blew him out of the water. I felt like we did great. And this was heavy vinyl. This was heavy vinyl. Yeah. Did heavy vinyl make any recordings? Uh, uh we got a little bit of recordings here and there, but um, you should flow we, it uh, to me. I, so I'd like to play that stuff. Yeah, I absolutely. Like I can I can show you some stuff. So. Uh, okay, you know what? I want to play uh, the condescendo. No, the condescender. Yeah. Condescendor. Yeah. Condescendor. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great title.
Uči na stadion, jebeš Max TV, stream ili radio Medijski linč je svoje uradio Mnogima već se sve to zgadilo Treba maskirat te nedostatke Neplaćeni igrače, bačeni u vatre Namještajke poznate svima A di ima vatre, ima i dima Djeca su gladna, treba prehranit Obitelj pa kad panda ti prestavi Tu kesu deviza da loše odigraš Pustit ćeš nekmu, boli te briga Vladaju lobi, HNS banda Isto ko politikom Par stranka, pas kreću pažnju na problem navijača Dok narod na rubu je gladi i plaća Bez broj harača, stećaja, slučaja, brdo nezaposleni Šta, stručnjaka, dok zemlju vode ovdje redikuli Isto je u sportu, slični su likovi Sve je to lanac, ruka ruku mije Kredibilitet je lagano ubijen Ljudi gube nadu, previše afera Premalo putnika, previše šofera Pravoga sporta, više ni nema Premalo radosti, previše problema Mafiju spašava par delikacija Zbog kojih kažu je posjet dekadenta Drkaju padure, tuku i sure Preko represije djeraju ljude A neko trlja ruke dok Pedro visi Mogu reći sva sreća živimo u istri Gdje još ljudi ima na tribini Pa uvijek je ljepo na aldodrozini I zato ću reći Bukovski izvini Pa postoje problemi ljubi i bitni Od par huligana ako ne vidiš Zna se uloži, sjede oni fini A ti isti fini su i doveli do ovoga Represija je roditelj otpora
What, for Pedro Show? Yeah, the Condescendor. Ghost Dance. And uh, a lot of this stuff, people, just got recorded because uh, after seeing him play or pl sharing the stage with him in Bakersfield there, I asked him to be on the show after the gig. And so, yeah, but what? We don't have much. I remember you guys gave me a CD with three tunes. You know, I said, well, record some more. And so they did, people. <laughs> and this is yeah. it. Then we had Dan, uh, uh, the Bernays Propaganda of Scopia, Macedonia, with the Kirkana Gladot, uh, Gol from Ned Omic Cooperative. That's from the Balkan. I think he's living in Italy now, though. And uh, Trieste, rather dead. Uh, the Opium Trail. This is a uh, friend of Bob Teagan's in Detroit. And this guy from the 60s. Uh, some guys from Scotland. They were in kind of a cover band. Which uh, was a lot more in those days, I think. High Time Baby. And finally, Ghost Dance with High Winds. So, Matt, you, you were just uh, enlightening me the fact that you and Brian had already known each other. But yeah. When do, when, when do you get together and make the Ghost Dance? Yeah, so we, um, I was playing with uh, Heavy Vinyl at the time a little bit, and he was playing with Gadfly. And we were kind of going, um, doing our own thing, and then uh, uh, my, my, my band Heavy Vinyl kind of disbanded a little bit, and then Gadfly kind of disbanded a little bit, kind of going back and forth. And we were like, hey, let's make a band together. We really like each other's playing. We really like each other's stuff. And, like... I really liked his guitar playing in Gadfly, and he really liked my drumming. And I just, we wanted to jam, so we got together and we jammed a little bit, and he showed me his songs that he was working on outside of his band, and I, I kind of took a liking to him, and I just started playing drums with those songs, and then we kind of just hit it off, and we've been playing for like, I don't know, three years now? It's been, yeah, it's been three years. Yeah. So. Now, if I was... To like hear or be at a gig with Gadfly and Heavy Vinyl and Ghost Dance, because uh, all three of those units are are they're duos, right? Guitar drum duos. Actually, no. So um, Gadfly happened to be a three piece. Ah, they did have a bass player. Yeah, we did, and we're actually cons like talking to the bass player from Gadfly about coming in and playing with us. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, what I'm trying to get at is uh, how was the evolution? Or it, maybe not an evolution. Maybe it's more of a synthesis, th this kind of instrumental music you guys were doing uh, apart and then together now? Yeah, like, I mean, the only reason that we don't have a bass player is just because, like, it's, they're hard to come by, really, honestly. And it's so true. Like, but, uh, so Matt and I just really like the tunes we're working on, and so we just keep been working on them until, like, we found an opportunity or the right bass player, you know? Yeah, but I thought this guy's from the old days. How did you find this guy for Gadfly? What's his name? I shouldn't be calling him this guy. Uh, Dominic. Yeah, M. Dominic. How did you find Dominic? Uh, through Craigslist, actually. <laughs> I was, like, surfing right? there because they... It is hard to find him. <laughs> No, it is like it's no, no. Like, I believe it. I believe like, it. You know, yeah, in, the older, like, in the old days, real old days, if you really wanted a gig, you played bass if you were a guitar man because everybody wanted to do guitar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you wanted to be in demand, I mean, some of these guys turned into 
well, I shouldn't say guys, but people like Carol Kay, uh, Joe Osborne, incredible bass players, started as guitar players because that's where the work was. So you yep. find Dominic through uh, Craigslist. Yeah, like they, I don't know if Craigslist still does it, but like you can do like musicians for hire or people looking for bands, you know. Okay, okay. What what about, yeah, in our, my day there was something called the Recycler. It was a pink paper at the 7-Eleven. You could put ads in there for free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing cost 75 cents, but the ads cost were for free. And that's how you got all your music stuff, your cars, f- fucking everything you got out of there. And Craigslist's kind of internet version of that, I think. But anyway, yeah, uh, sure. let, me, let, let me get to this point. Why did Gadfly... Why did you... Who weren't you getting along with? If you want to bring Dominic in, it must have been a problem with the drummer, right? Well, it's... Oh, man. It's, it's I mean, I don't like, want to stir up any drama or anything. <laughs> no, no. It's not really drama. It's just like... Uh, you know, like, when you get to a point with, like, playing with people, like, you really love playing with them, but, like, you have to make a decision, like, is it something to hold on to kind of a thing? Or do you, like... For your own personal interest, do you like you need to move on and do something different? Yeah, yeah, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah, so like it was kind of just like that. Like we weren't making progress. Like it was I wanted more artistic. To. It wasn't personal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, you ain't all fed up with Dominic. You want to bring him? <laughs> actually, I knew Dominic before uh, Brian right. knew him. I actually. Yeah, so I, I, he was actually in my first band that I ever played with, um, before <laughs> Heavy Vinyl, but we just never played a show. Okay, we that's all right. just in the garage, yeah. So, 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 so uh, maybe the scene there in Bakersfield is kind of small, everybody knows everybody? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's small, but everybody knows everybody, like, we all, we all, like, no, that's play cool. shows together, and, like, we all talk to each other, sure, so. Sure, that's great. There's nothing like community, you know? Yeah, of course. The worst thing is to be isolated and you're all out on your own. And, you know, especially if you want to play, you know, bands, right? Bands is more right. than one people. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing. I, I'd like to learn more and more about Bakersfield scene. Yeah, you should uh, come back. You know I am. Yes. <laughs> you know We'd I am. We'd love to have I you, I didn't man. mean to be away for so long. And, you know, and I, I got to say, uh, I was uh, really happy to see there was some fucking... Mind blow explorations going with uh, the young musicians. I, I really, really was impressed by you guys in the the band that has no name we can remember because they never. Really <laughs> <had one. laughs> well, it was a one off band. You That's know? what I said. That's because they never really had one. Yeah. God damn, I feel so stupid about that uh, because I think the guy might have been part of the the way the gig got put together, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was more of a Mike Baguetta thing, you know. But I'm really glad I, I got to be there. And I know D. Boone and his pop are glad that I finally uh, rekindled the thing. For all yeah. You know, we're at the end of the second hour, uh, February 29, 2020, Dishwap Peter Show. Special guest, uh, Brian Matthew, Ghost Dance. Hold tight for hour three. February 29, 2020, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
for Pedro Show. We uh, start off the third hour with the ghost dance doing baptism. And then uh, Crane and Garrett out of here. Well, really from the hill. Drifting Currents. Uh, Guide by Voices at Bob Pollard out of Dayton, Ohio with uh, Charmless Peters. I mean, this guy, I think he's on album 108, 107. <laughs> he played a gig here on New Year's, Guide by Voices. 100 songs, five hours. <laughs> incredible, incredible. And then finally, Ghost Dance with uh, Preservative Gardens. And, that, and this is something uh, I just got. I think you guys just recorded this shit, right? Yeah. Because I had another tune. And then I got the word from Brian, hey, scissor that kit, that tune and replace it with this. And yep. damn, if it wasn't only a few seconds different in time. Ain't that a trip. You guys do play <laughs> longer songs. What I'm interested in is, is the process, uh, how you develop these things. How do you write? What's your composition trip? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I like to approach it um, as just kind of like, this is a riff I have, and what do you want to do with it? And then we kind of just play it a bunch of times on recording. And then Matt kind of like will go in honestly and kind of like pick the parts uh, apart and like kind of make it a cohesive thing really so what you do is you'll show them like a motif or something some kind of a and then you guys start jamming on that and you start adding little other motifs to it and then he he's kind of the editor yeah yeah, yeah exactly and then like a bit of, it, it causes honestly a little bit of drama because he's like i'm like let's just make it like raw and like just go for it and he kind of wants to like kind of be a little more perfectionist about it. So we, like, honestly, when we record and write and stuff, it, it yeah. kind of turns into a battle a little bit. Or, or, some or you like, could call it a dynamic. A dynamic. There you go. Right. That's a little more calm. <laughs> that's a better word for it. But it was what honestly. It means a there's, battle, a, there's some back and forth. You know, there's some back because because yeah. uh, think about it, Brian. You're you're the originator guy, and then Matt wants to come in and then you know get in his share. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, and, and you know, a lot of writers use editors. Uh, I'm talking about literature shit, so why not music too? Sure, yeah. sure. Right? Now, some some writers, I know Mr. Faulkner hated editors, but some people really like it because, uh, yeah, the kind of diarrhea, right? And they need a, a cat to, like, uh, filter out the maybe not as strong shit. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's Matthew's... Uh, in there, but also, uh, the, if I can throw in some uh, my opinion, because I I come up with motifs too, like you, Brian. But then you really yeah. flesh it out when I show Raul or Jerry, you know, the drummer man, because the drummer man, they have to bring the beat to it, right? And you want mm -hmm. it to, yeah. and you want it to f sound kind of natural, not too robot man, right? Not too stiff, right? So there's a feel thing. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is a dynamic thing. Uh, of course, he don't know what to play to until you bring it to him, but then you don't know mm -hmm. really how you're going to play it together until he's on board, right? Exactly. Right. Okay, okay. Interesting. But, 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 but uh, I mean, so, everybody's got different processes. Some cats, they'll make a, a demo. I mean, this was a drummer man in uh, El Sonio de Marinaya with us. He would make MIDI stuff. So he's playing, got the bass part, he's got the guitar part, you know, and he's the drummer man, right? He wrote all the parts. So there's that way of doing it, too. You guys, it sounds like more uh, you, you, you compose by doing. 
Exactly. And yeah. yeah. And yeah. And like, and, and like, honestly, we kind of run into issues because I'm just using like a looper for the whole recording too, like yeah. a little a ditto looper. And like what you said about like rhythm and stuff, like yeah. that was something Matt had to kind of work with a lot because it wasn't always perfect. Because I'm like, I'm not a robot, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And he ain't either. Exactly. You know what I want to play here is lamentation. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Cool.
hot asphalt shine Wade was behind the wheel And I was there by his side Memories that I lost Dots I can't connect Around the bed On Colonel Glenn With a cause and effect Head on into the sun As we lost control And I was reaching for the door As it began to fold No, I can't explain Change it all, correct What was lost As we got tossed To the cause and effect Blame it on the stars Blame it times my number is written on a wall I have so much to share we are both incredibly busy but then there is no bullshit here unlike most relatives we have a lot in common my first cousin and I we support each other's work both of us work the night shift trying to rest up sometime our love for running conquers all we are strong poets and good friends no we are more like brothers I won't be able to visit but I know he thinks of me his Poetry more important than anything? You bet it is.
Laugh for Pedro show. Yeah, Lamentation from the Ghost Dance. For, for the shit we were just talking about, uh, let's use Lamentation as an example. Uh, give me the history of that baby. Uh, kind of what happened was is uh, I just Matt just set up um, like recording. Matt did all the recording, and he just originally had just set up like my guitar with my loop pedal. I did a bunch of like soundscape stuff with like some motifs and stuff. And then we just kind of went in there and like added a bunch of textural stuff with like keyboards and stuff. And I think it was actually like four different takes. And Matt was able to take like all of them and make it like this cohesive thing. And I love how it came out personally. You mean, oh, so, so that you were actually edited in parts. Do you remember a song called Frankenstein by Edgar Winter Group? Yeah. You know where they got the title? No. Because it's an instrumental, right? Yeah. Hey, here, I could refresh your memory. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a fucking half hour, 40 minute song, and they chopped it all up into a little two, three minute single, even with drum solo, right? If this was the yeah. 70s, and you didn't have a lot of drum solos, you still don't have a lot of drum solo songs on the AM radio, but you did with oh. Frankenstein. And, and they did it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. At the end of the day, it's stuff coming out of the speakers. And the way you guys came about to get it, hey, but I'm curious because uh, I'm a fellow music person like you, and so I'm curious about that. So after after uh, Lamentation, we heard a zigzag with uh, They'll Never Take Us Alive. This man, uh, Jed, he said he had a lot of problems with what his music's called. Like they call it metal punk. Uh, maybe it was overseas or something. He said, yeah, they were really interested in the label. What about you guys? If you get asked what you're playing, do, do you care about it having a name, a label, a, a genre or some tag or some shit? Do you want to take this first, Matt? Uh, I'd say, like, we... I don't, like, I, I, I wouldn't say it's any specific genre or label. I mean, I, if anybody asks, I would just give them, like, references to other bands. But I also feel like we have elements of jazz and we have elements of, like, because there's a lot of improvisation in a lot of what we do. And yeah. then it's also, um, I feel that Brian plays a lot of uh, it's atmospheric, ambient noise, but it's also, like rhythmic too so i'd say like a mixture between jazz and can, can i uh, ask you can i ask you about a label that might have been used on you guys sure, sure. math rock interesting uh, interesting has anybody i know what math rock that? is but I, I just would have never like okay. personally like put that on us okay. so that's cool because it's kind of a blurry label anyway. It means a lot of parts or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Robert Fripp. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the fuck it means, but I, 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 it seems instrumental music gets this tag. That's true. Yeah. Now, Brian, what's your idea of of uh, Ghost Dance? If, uh, does it need a, a label? Does it need a tag? A name? I feel like, like uh, from like a um, advertising point, like where that even kind of gets weird for me. Yeah, it does. But like, I don't know if I was just kind of wanted to blend genres and like not have that label. Sure, which sure. Is, you know, and I don't know. Up. Like, so I just, I just try to pull elements, but you know, from different things, um, because I also like feel like it's 
it keeps things interesting like if you're not just playing like like trying to stick to like one style or something and putting that label on yourself so so like a swing band or a ska band or yeah yeah for sure okay, like, because mike baguetta the guy that i played with when i shared stage with you guys or the deck uh yeah he wants to call his thing post genre like after labels <laughs> Post-genre. I thought, I thought that think... was an interesting idea. Yeah, like, you know, it seems like that shit is like for marketing men, they're dealing with little children who don't know how to deal with music, and you have to, like, <laughs> kind of package it for them. Fuck that shit. Music's music, right? Exactly. Yeah, hell yeah, man. So that's what, yeah, because in a sense, what I get from Ghost Dance is liberation. And, you know, not not having to fit into some kind of thing like that. Now, what's you guys' future plan? I mean, it's like we're kind of talking about it. I mean, what we really want to do is uh, well, we want to Dominic, keep record- right? <laughs> You want to get Dominic. What's that? You want to get Dominic. Well, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We need that low end, man. And you actually kind of like uh, said something about it at the show. Like, man, like you need that low end, you know. And it's true. <laughs> I told you I got a bias, though. Because like it just brings so much fullness to uh to the sound because on condescendor actually Matt I wasn't even here. He just like, hey, check it out. Like I laid down a bass line. Yeah, I actually put a bass line down on uh condescendor. Matthew, you yeah. played a bass guitar on that? Yeah, yeah, I actually I do play a little bit of bass myself. Alright, respect. Yeah. But when I heard it, like the original recording, I was like, "This is cool." But when he did the bass, I was like, "Man, this is like." Right, you know, a, a guitar man from the city, uh, San Francisco, uh, Charlie Hunter. Okay. This, this guy's got like two or three bass strings on the top of his guitar. <laughs> so he like plays both the shit. Yeah. That is so sick. Check him out, Charlie Hunter. He's been around since maybe uh, late seventies, early eighties, or something. Yeah, sure. Actually, got to start doing. Honestly, he got to start doing like quote math rock versions of Jim Brown, you know, funk. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So it's kind of trippy kind of thing. I think they wore fezes too or something. <laughs> but look, I really like what you're doing. And thank you. When you do your next recording, can we come? Ba- can you come back on the show and we talk about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Of course, man. We'd love to. Okay. Okay. Because. Uh, yeah, and then when I come to your town, I want to play with you guys again. But yes, especially please. when you get the new record, and, and God, if it's a three for God damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah. The, there was two more songs. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Chris Maxwell with Cause and Effect, and finally uh, Ghost Dance uh, with God's Children. It's been big honor to have you on. Really, I want you guys Thank to Thank you on, so much. Keep on keeping on, please. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Can they? Yeah, uh, Instagram would be our main one for now. Uh, ghost but, Dance. Uh, but you want to get a Ghost voice. Dance? You want to get a Ghost Dance website, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're Please. Just, uh, we're like that's all stuff that like we gotta we gotta get on for sure. At you least know? a like, fucking band camp, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Big, big honor. Uh, let's come back on the show with the your round two or round three. And uh, well, I'd be happy to talk with you about it. Yeah, for sure. And it was a big honor to be with you, man. Thank like, you Thank so you so much. much. Okay, we're team. <laughs> People, it's been February 29, 2020. Keep your powder dry.